Open Mic is a podcast brought to you by Bethel Express of America. All right. We're back once again. Open Mic. Hopefully y'all like that music that comes on when it comes on. Um, yeah, I'm liking it. I'm feeling it. No doubt. If you're not feeling it, how do they say something wrong with you? <laughs> now nah, I'm just playing, just playing. But um, we're back again. And, uh, you know, I, I like saying it too. Not only is he in the building, but he's in the booth. Andrew the Hero, small H, went. Uh, making sure everything looks good. Sound, well, sounds good, so good that you can almost actually see us out here. Smile, Julia. <laughs> Did you see that smile? Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, we're back to, to, to talk some more. And, you know, I, I've had this statement since I was in my early, in, before I was, just before I was 50. And, and I would say, I've been trying to not be the old guy with a story for everything. And I, I've failed miserably. And other than Julia, I don't believe there's anyone who has heard more stories from me about anything than Andrew, the hero, small H, went. <laughs> um, and and believe it or not, I'm actually old enough to be his grandfather. Believe it or not. We we concluded that one day. <laughs> and in fact, he said, you know, you're old enough to be my grandfather. <laughs> you know? And mind you, he's in his 20s, by the way. You know? Um, but it's Wait anyway. a minute, that means I'm old enough to be his grandmother? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's okay. He's yeah. a good he's a good grandson. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good grandson. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, but um, but but we but all through the years we've had great times. We've met some amazing people, and you know, uh, the finest one I ever met is my wife Julia. So here she is. So take it away. <laughs> well, hello everyone. Um, I think I'm going to go back to some of your experiences in cities, in stage, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I know you're always at home on the streets of New York. Brooklyn, Bronx, mm-hmm. all those, because you you come up with the accent that you have. Oh wow! Did I did give, does it give me away? That Brooklyn brogue. Four, four, four. four. Your mother. I guess that's is it right there. We go mother. It's this your, your mother. mother. Uh-huh. Yeah, or coffee. So, can you talk about some of the cities you've been to where they received your music and in what style? You know, did you did you have to change up things and? Yeah, well, you know that's funny that you would say that. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer. Then I'm gonna do something that I noticed that we did one place we went to, um, and uh, but anyway, let me do. One, we were in West Virginia, right? And it was, for lack of a better way of putting it, if I could paint a picture for those of you who are listening, it was an urban rural area. Okay, urban. Rural. Those two words don't even sound right going together. Okay, but that's what it was. We they were we were doing a concert and we were gonna we were gonna do the concert when the homecoming game or the biggest rivalry, not a homecoming, but the biggest rivalry football game was to take place. And we were gonna do the concert inside of the school building, although the football game obviously was outside. And they said that you know we knew that this was gonna be the a, a crazy one. We knew that because we were told very clearly. So. I'm opening up for the, I'm opening and everything. So I'm on the stage and you know, there's this one, one, you know, black brother, teenage boy, you know, he, um, you know, I was talking about how I, you know, have learned different languages and phrases and things like that from different African dialects and everything. And so, um, so I'm just talking to the crowd 
So I guess he felt, I guess he was feeling himself. He says, he says, well, well, say one. So, so I said, I said it. He says, what does it mean? So I said, well, basically it means you're going to go to hell without Jesus. And he just stormed out of there, right? Some of the people were feeling the fact that I, you know, I, I didn't back down, you know, did not back down. And so um, as he walked out, he was like, oh, we're going to get him when the concert's over, you know? So, <laughs> you know, but um, so it, it wasn't quite this, but it was almost like, you know, we need to keep the motor running on the bus because uh, this might, there might be a problem. It wasn't quite like that, but it was like that. And so... Um, when it was time for us to get on the, well, at least for me to get on the bus, I'm, you know, I had to go outside. Obviously, he knew where we were, and and some of his boys were there. And so as I'm getting on the bus, I look over at him and I give one of them, you know, you know, the vertical nod, like you know, one of them, what's up, kind of things, without you know, get one of those kind of nods, you know. And he just looked and he went, "You aight, yo man, you aight." You know, and I was like, you know, thanks, man. I just got on the bus, and I was, he walked away, and that was it. Um, you know, it's interesting uh, when you when you find yourself in those kind of situations because you know it's called rock rhythm and rap. So if you were in rock music, you we covered it. If you were in rhythm and blues, we covered it. If you were in the rap, we covered it because that was all of us together. You know, our separate sp uh, sets. And I won't forget this. You. you I don't even know, Julie, if you remember this. Um, we found out when, okay, I know she remember that she was pregnant. We found out she was pregnant on tour. So every little <laughs> once in a while, you know, nature called, right? And so, but um, I won't forget this, that um, uh, we, I was, we were in one of those small back roads areas, right? And I was just talking about what hip hop really is and how you can do hip hop of a different sort, right? And I remember doing something, I kind of freestyled it, but it was kind of like how they do the, grab your partner, do si do, <laughs> and I did a thing like that, and I freestyled it, well I like, you know, come to Jesus, cause you know, he's the one that can save your soul, and the crowd went crazy, <laughs> you know, because I was doing nanny type music or whatever that it's Nebraska? called Who you know it was what, yeah, yeah 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 and so and the crowd went crazy when I did that and I was like wow I, I, I think I might be a bigger hit than the rest of the guys on this tour you know <laughs> that I come on the stage and it, was, it couldn't have been more than 10 seconds but it was good I freestyled it you know I did something like that and the crowd went crazy so you know um, not every place was cool with hip hop not every place was cool with R&B not every place was cool with rock but we had we we brought the buffet, and uh, but the 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 good and uh, you know we keep talking about the tour, but I mean we like I said most of what we did was not on tour. Right. Most of we we just went from city to city, you know. Like I said in my song "Living on the Edge," where I say city to city is where we've traveled, seeing people's lives not worth a spoon of gravel, messing with crack and cocaine, stealing gold chains, people hanging with gangs, babies being born, Ezra addicts. The fathers don't care why, because they're alcoholics. Drugs being sold in the candy store. Even little shorties are trying to score. But it really judges me, because people keep dissing, but one day they will all be missing Jesus Christ because they live their lives in sin. Not born again. You know, that kind of a thing. And so that re that that that's really true. You know, we were going to city to city because we had a great, we had, well, as far as we're concerned, the best agent we could have ever, anyone could have ever had, Fred Caserta, we'll see him when we get to heaven. 
You know, uh, he got us everywhere, yeah. including these small backwoods towns and places that should have been used for scary movies. <laughs> well, we actually called Fred our ministry coordinator because Michael really didn't do concerts, you know, in the traditional sense. It was, yeah, uh, he did a concert for people out in the streets or at schools. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I remember when we went, did our first uh, Northwest tour. Yes. Can you tell that experience about the first, well, not the first stop, because the first stop was something else. <laughs> yeah, the first stop was a horror movie. It was. For real. The, <laughs> it was. The second stop. Eek, eek, I know eek, I felt like eek. that. Uh-huh. The second stop, what was that like with teens that had never heard, actually never heard a rap? Yeah, they had really. not ever heard a rap before. But there was this one, and, and it, it, it was, seriously, you know, people use terms like in the middle of nowhere, well, if you got to nowhere, this was in the middle of that, all right, <laughs> um, and and it was like like a mountainous type area, and we were there, and we were told there was such a nice couple. I I, I if I take time to remember their names, because this is my first time thinking about them since that that time. Um, uh, they were so precious, precious people, and they they booked the concert and everything with Fred, and we were there. And they taught us that there was a young lady, um, it was a white girl, um, and she had just given her life to the Lord, but she was very popular until she gave her life to Jesus. And she was a hip-hop dancer. She was very good. And they said, if you could work it into what you do, that would be great. And so, you know, it's hip-hop. Of course, I could do that. So we put on a beat, and um, she got up on the stage, and the girl was bad. She was really good, you know, like... I, I, it just blessed me so much. I mean, a, a classic case of if I could have taken her on tour with us, I would have. All right, she was really just that good. But the thing that was so interesting was, you know, at the end, I was giving altar call. People give people a chance to give their life to Jesus. And, you know, we we took merchandise everywhere we went. You know, we had we our own- We weren't big with merchandise. Yeah, we had, because you know, we weren't in- like- stars we, like that. We you had know? leftover stuff from the tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. And so we just had all these t-shirts. We had lots of t-shirts. In fact, when we when we looked back, we were like, why did we take it? We just like, ah, just throw it in this, the duffel bag anyway. So we just did. And that night, those you talk about people eating out of our hands that night. Now, mind you, this was not a hip-hop. This was a, a backwoods, on a, basically a mountainous area. And they bought everything we had. They had. They bought everything. They bought. They bought t-shirts that weren't even ours. I know. Like they were other people's t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. You know. And like they just they, bought everything. They gave them to us. Yeah, they gave them to us. You <laughs> Didn't know. Didn't want any commission. And they bought everything we had. Literally. Now this is 1991. It's 1991. Yeah. yeah. Right. And. We made about five thousand dollars that night, and we uh, and we always brought the prices down. Yeah. We never charged what all the other artists were charging. We brought the price down because, you know, my business philosophy is: if we bring the price down, you'll buy my stuff, and you won't buy the other artists. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Some of the artists let us know that they weren't feeling that, and we didn't care. <laughs> but that's okay, you know. It's like, hey, you know, you got the devil was we don't. But anyway, question: If you're uh, if you run out of merch, what do you do on the road? Ah, uh, you just don't. Well, sometimes you can do a pre-sale or something, and okay. you know, yeah, right. And, and it uh, but we we didn't really operate like that because yeah. we were just basically. Yeah, but every little once in a while, not a lot. I'll say maybe a dozen times throughout those years, we were going to be in an area all week, 
So we would we would call down to Nashville, and they would send it up. You know, I'm glad you brought up that too because that wasn't going to happen with that that place in the mountainous area. But 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 we did go to places, and it's like, oh snap, we saw like 150 cassettes tonight. We had like five left. So we would call the next morning and ask if they would do you know you know overnight delivery and stuff like that because we were going to be in that city for the whole whole week. So we knew we could tell people, yo. Come back on Thursday. We're gonna have it. You know, we got you. And most of the time, we gave them away. Yeah, we did. We gave a, we gave a, away a lot of them. And honestly, from the business perspective, we really uh, we really didn't make a lot of money. And so not when we did the tour, yeah. yeah, not well. And when we did the tour, mm-hmm. you know, God set us up supernaturally that we had had JD. We were able to, and um, from the tour money, it mm-hmm. looked like on paper that we made that much money a month. So that mm-hmm. helped us to be able to yeah. get a house. The real estate and, brokers. And JD's cute face, oh, we got to get these people a house. Yeah, we, you know, oops. But it wasn't. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, finish I'm it. just saying it wasn't part of our ideal of functioning. You know, most people now, they figure resource. How do I get resource? How do I get resource? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We figured God is our, our, our source. God is our so source, So we just yeah. trusted for that. So and that was a bonus. Yeah, it was. You know, and like, let, let's, let's, if we could just give glory to God on that one. Yeah. We... We, in 1990, J.D. was born. In 1990, we bought a house, had a baby, brand new baby, and, and a car. We bought that. And I won't forget, we went we went to um to the hardware store when we had just bought the house to get some stuff. And, a, and the gentleman said, um, he says, you guys just just bought a house. You don't look like you have, like, what was the word? Shock. You, new homeowner's shock. And we were like, the things that we've been through, owning a new house is, is lightweight. You know, and because it, it had only been like three or four months after we had gotten right. off of tour when all this stuff started to happen. But um, when we were on, wherever we went, speaking about free, when we were on Rock Rhythm and Rap Tour, and mind you, the rock, rock Rhythm and Rap was just from September to November. But when we were on tour, um, I put in my contract that they would have to give away 100 free tickets um, to urban kids, no matter where we were. So a lot of times... If we did something in a suburban area or rural area, you know, they would have to bring the kids in, and they would, you know, they would have to um, uh, uh, give those tickets away free. And I felt like, you know, because you know, it was an urban genre, of course, um, and and, it, and and urban did not necessarily mean black and Latino by any stretch of the imagination, to be honest with you. But um, we put that in the contract, and all the promoters. You know, like that idea, and 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 even because we very charged very well, we did not ever charge to go anywhere. But if it was a concert that they were charging people to come to, we would put in a contract that you'd have to give away, you know, forty free tickets or fifty free tickets anyway, or twenty, whatever it was, you know. So we had some good times with that. Yeah, I remember. Where did we go in, in Boston? Uh, Gary flew us. In this private plane. Oh yeah, Lich, 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 something. Lemonster. Lemonster. Lemonster, Massachusetts. Right. And it's funny because when you think of that whole genre rap, we were just starting out, mm-hmm. and so our friend from here uh, flew us to Lemonster. He had his own plane. Well, yeah, he did a little plane that I got sick. I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> but um, I took sleeping <laughs> sleeping pills coming back, and I'm I'm like, oh, we're home. Okay, good, uh, because it's not pressurized like a big plane and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things I I think we were able to dispel is the difference between 
God using people to rap versus the the regular ideals of what rap people are like. Yeah. So and and we didn't have accommodations like super hotels. We stayed in people's homes. Mm-hmm. And I remember the one wife, beautiful couple said, mm-hmm. I thought that you would never want to stay with us, that you had long nails and and <laughs> and, 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 what and she said a, a cute little figure and a pinky ring. And a and pinky said, ring. Said, Baby, we can't stay in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that bed felt good too, to be yeah. honest with you. But I was like, well, I don't have a pinky ring and I don't have a little figure. <laughs> and I said, and I'm used to sleeping. <laughs> it, it was yeah. funny because because they heard we were going we were going there in a private plane. It was a private plane, not a private jet. There's a difference. Yeah, okay? it's a little the plane we were The plane we were in could have been a, a crop duster. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gary, I, in case you're hearing it, you blessed us, and we, we, we really appreciated that. Yeah. Mad love. Mad love to you, Gary, if you're listening. But, yeah, but, I mean, but people, when they hear, you know, it's rap, and we're Christians, and we're going to this, you know, this small area, and they had their own airport and everything, you know, very small landing strip. And so, you know, they thinking we're rolling like that, you know, and no, it's just that somebody wanted to bless us and fly us there. So yeah. we did, you know, so we landed. And and Fred Caserta, he's always had this joke, Fred, Fred and, and I, I'm too I'm too old to, to be offensive with, with, with a pure heart. So Fred was Italian. He was very proud to be Italian, and he told me lots of Italian jokes and did a lot of things in the Italian, you know, cultural genre, if you will. And one of his biggest jokes with me, and it, it lasted forever, was he said, "Yeah, Mike, go come up there like a fat cat, and get out the airplane with a fur coat on." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so but um, but people were expecting that kind of stuff, but that wasn't us anyway. Right, and yeah. I think that's a different aspect of how we travel. I think of some mm. of the families that we stayed with that were just oh, so man. wonderful Christians, just beautiful personalities that just were hosting us in the meals that they would prepare. And I know I gained even more weight because mm-hmm. there was the one couple in Philadelphia. Oh, uh, man. They were amazing. And I'm like, wow, that's how I wanted to be if I were hosting someone. So we learned on tour what made good, when we had people come in because yeah. we, we've sponsored ministry events and how can we treat them like royalty? Let me have a little fun. The best place we ate and it was Italian food in and he cooked it. Do you remember his name? I remember his name. Rick Kua. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Other than Rick Kua. Nobody can cook like Rick Kua can. Where were we at? What city? We were in Massachusetts. Oh. We were in Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. Flandino... Yes. Uh, no, Flanzino, Flanzino Dandini was his and, name. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he that boy, sweet. that brother. Oh, obviously he was Italian, okay? But a name like Flanzino Dandini, okay? And he cooked. I mean, he made the own pasta. He made yes. his, he, he oh, that man. That was early Food, Net, food Network. Yeah, before Food Network was yeah. Food Network. But that was before Bobby we Flay. We could have been a judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, but we got treated really well when we were invited into people's homes. We got invited. Sometimes we would get invited to people's homes and all of a sudden people would just happen to drop by, air quotes, you know, <laughs> and I would do concerts in, in the, the middle of the living room floors, you know, but I, we enjoyed all of that. I, I I enjoyed that. Those were those are the kind of experiences that, you know, artists today where they want, you know, period room temperature and yeah. 
chocolate, yeah. M&M's only. Yeah, and you know, you know, no no black jelly beans or like they don't even know the the, door, the the some of the joys of being in someone's home, being invited that someone would actually say we would like to have you in our home. Not because of of the fact that we had quote unquote celebrity status, but because they thought of us at that way in terms of us being what we were as as ministers, as people who love the Lord. And they rolled everywhere we went. They rolled out the red carpet, yeah. and whenever we, whenever it was that we stayed in people's homes, we had some great times. We though. did, we did. Did you ever return to the same homes multiple times? Mm-hmm. We became very good friends. With yeah, Howitz. Yes. Okay. Art and Jill. Yes. Y- yes. We became. We stayed friends with a lot of the people, but maybe the second time we would come, or third time we would come, or fourth time we would come. By that time, we had JD. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes, um, uh, the person that was promoting the concert, when I were well, promoting us be there for a whole week, they would want us to be in a hotel just so we could kind of get away from it all, if you will. But, uh, I mean, we were fine, but once JD was born, it, things did change for us, you know, because, you know, he would be crying at night and you don't want to be in people's homes and, and you can't jump on their beds, you know, yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't do that. So. And it was a longer way for him to drop the spoon out the window. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but, um, but yes, we, we, but we did stay in contact with people relationally. And every time we would go into an area or they, even as much as an hour away, some of those people would come in. Yeah. We say, Hey, how you doing? Y'all came all that way for this. They were like, yeah, you know, y'all family yeah. and everything. And thanks to Facebook now, we're in places and they show up. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they to this very known. day. So, oh, what great memories, oh, honey. Man. And it's been a pleasure to share a lot of those with you. So we want to thank you so much for checking us out, listening to our podcast today. And we look forward to um, being with you again. But meanwhile, check out where we're where we're at so you know how to find us and please share this with people that may have not known about Michael and the ministry that uh, we've done together until then we love you God bless you and be well